0: What's up, world? Welcome to the Hustle and Motivate podcast. If you're searching for your purpose, trying to overcome a drug addiction,
1: in debt, or have massive dreams, but don't know where to begin, lost in life, and want to make a change for the better, then this podcast is for you. Buckle up and let the motivation begin. Here is your host, Luke Mind Power. What's up, everybody? This is Luke Mindpower. Welcome to episode number four of the Hustle and Motivate podcast. Today I have a super special guest from Sydney, Australia. Her name is Yelena Kalamy and she is an intuitive counselor, a mother. She runs her own practice called Healing Light, which means she's very powerful and not by coincidence. I first met Yelena through Instagram and we did an Instagram Live. It was about five months ago now. And from that point, we've been connected and her story and wisdom is truly inspiring. Her passion is teaching people to be more connected with their intuition and changing their lives for the better. Her ultimate dream is to be on stage and inspire. I would like to welcome Ayelena. Thank you. Luke. Thank you for having me here today. It's 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 great to um it's great to connect after five months. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: well, we did the uh, Instagram live, you know, and my sister um actually uh, let me know about you, and we connected, mm-hmm. and um so it's it's great to see this process of like evolution. Yeah. We can say.
0: Absolutely, evolution between your work, my work, and where we are.
1: It's awesome. So, um, tell me a little bit about uh, you know. I believe, and one thing why I, you know, started uh, doing Instagram lives when I first started uh, uh, jumping on social media is that you know I really truly believed that uh, as much as I love connecting with people from around the world, that everybody has a story. You know, everybody has been through some sort of adversity, some sort of challenge, some sort of pain, and 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 a lot of times that's really, really what makes you who you are. So I can only um, imagine that you know you've got your own story as well. So um, you know, to get you to this point, um, what have been some you know major you know major points in your life that uh, you know has got you to where you are now?
0: Mm-hmm. Some of major stories start off when I was um, a teenager. I decided to do nursing, but in the same time, in my country, a war started. So I had to learn to do nursing and dealing with a war and not having a security of it. In the whole scheme of things, what happened back then, my best friend um, commit suicide. I was nearly raped at the age of seventeen. Um, but then when I was 20, I moved to Australia, lived here and after 15 years, um, my marriage ended and I was going through a divorce and then I decided I will do what I absolutely love doing, which is to do counselling and go back to my energy healing.
1: Wow. So there's a lot of really, really painful information there. Correct. Um, you mentioned that you went through a war, which, whereabouts were you?
0: Um, I was in Zagreb, capital City, where I was raised and born, and I was studying That's nursing. in Croatia, right? there. Yeah, Croatia. So that was yeah. during the Croatia-Serbia-Balkan wars, right. what was going on in 1990s.
1: So you were actually there, and then you had to leave that and, and come to Australia?
0: No, no, no. I was there. After the nursing, I went to study forensics. So I was in a police academy in Croatia, in Zagreb, and then I... Met my first husband. We got married, and then he said because he's born and raised in Australia, he said I wanted to live back in Australia. So we moved from Croatia and moved to Australia.
1: Wow. So um, you know, I know because my brother-in-law's um, his parents are from Serbia and Croatia, and so uh, I just one thing for me growing up, um, and you know my my heritage is Polish. So there's a mm-hmm. big history there of, of war. Um, and a lot of pain there, you know, but obviously my parents came to Australia and and I was lucky enough to be born in Australia. Um, So, you know, I always hear about the war. I always hear about, you know, how many people were killed and the Nazis and -hmm. and the concentration camps and all that kind of stuff. And so for the Balkan War, you know, that happening kind of like in the 90s, um, you know, I don't actually, I've never understood or grasped how, painful and uh, you know adverse that would have been for the people
0: it was very painful because to have got attacks but from a nursing point of view I will explain to you like one situation which was I was young and I was um, starting to be a nurse and I was um, in emergency ward um, because it was shortage of us. And because if the sirens were on, you stayed in hospital. You would stay for two or three days. You would not have got a spare clothes or anything like that. You would stay there. And the helicopter came with the wounded um, soldiers and the people in it. And to see um you know the wounds of the war, like the way how people look like the way how they bring them from the field it was horrible and i remember that i looked at the doctor and he said to me you cannot faint you have to just grasp it swallow and just walk and it was horrible we if you watch the show mash that's exactly how we would operate in a basement with the candles on it no electricity wash the tools, you know, the the, the instruments in a boiling water and keep going.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you were talking about... Actually, sorry, we just got cut off because I had to fix the... to put the dog in the kennel. Um, mm-hmm. So you were talking about being in hospital... Yep. ...and uh, through that period of dealing with, uh, mm-hmm. like, visually seeing pain, like, people... Mm-hmm shot and I don't know what else I, I can't fathom bringing
0: the men and women who were captured in concentration camps and bringing them to hospital and seeing them how they look like after they experienced being in a captivity um, it was absolutely horrible and they could not if you can experience this they didn't have the proper meal for months to end and you would have give them a food like a baby food phyrex and they would vomit because they didn't have the food for months mm. and they couldn't even swallow and it was a baby food it was creation chocolino, so it's like a phyrex or we would give them and they would not be able to eat it um little okay. on the women things what happened to them in a captivity so it was very hard to process and it took a long time years to end to actually process and to be able to for example um Last year for the first time, I actually sat in a helicopter and it was just for the first time after 20 years to be able to not associate the helicopter with the wounded men and women. It was to, okay, you can have a joyride in a helicopter. You will be fine.
1: Um, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I think about that and I don't understand, you know, that kind of, and, and you know, I'm even with like ambulances or being in, in I remember walking through emergency Uh, you know in uh, the RPA hospital in Sydney and I didn't even want to look into like where the people are you know dying or having heart attacks or um, Mm. whatever's going on I just couldn't even look at it because like for me it just like makes me feel very uneasy and so I just can't imagine what you had to visually visually go through Mm. Um, but you know I think I think more so uh, the point would be that, you know, when you go through that kind of a situation, a lot of people who did migrate from, uh, you know, the Balkans and came to Australia and they had to actually see that, um, you know, it's probably, it's probably still visually goes through their mind or it's, it's affected them or impacted their lives in some way. How do they move that trauma and, and actually, you know, move the, their life into a positive, um, direction? after dealing with that kind of stuff?
0: It takes years of therapy to be able to move from it because the sounds of sirens, hearing the airplane and knowing the bombs are falling down, it's not gonna disappear overnight. You need to work through it. So that's exactly what I had to go and do because if you back then, if you actually dropped anything on the floor, I would straight away already froze and I would be jumping looking at them where do I have to hide because of the bombs? And I was in a couple of city, but still this year, basically, I didn't even look at a YouTube to to have a look what they have got from the war over there of the clips because I just don't want to be reminded of it because it's just something where I will straight away get a goosebumps. Yeah. Straight away.
1: I, I understand that. And then again, you know, I see that as being negativity. I see that as, um, you know, if you want to live a positive life, then you have mm-hmm. to be very conscious of what you're visually consuming, what you see, yep. not only what you hear, but. That's why I stopped watching the news Yeah. because whether it was a car accident, whether it was a shooting, whether it was someone dying, everything that most of the time that's put on the news is negative because it gets people's attention. You know, people react to that. People look at that normally and go, oh, wow, look at that.
0: Yes. You know, but
1: not actually consciously realizing what that's actually doing and how that's programming your mind.
0: Correct. And that's why as a mum, my children know this. Everyone knows in my house, we don't watch the news. In my house, there is nothing like it because it's all positive, it's all about gratitude. So what the war teaches you is to be appreciative of every day that you wake up, every day that you have got food on a table, you have got a roof over your head, whatever it is, that's why I keep saying what's the five things that you're grateful for every day. You wake up in the morning, you go to bed, and you say your gratitude for what you're grateful for. War teaches you to be really grateful because you see how quickly a life can be taken away or how quickly in a second you can lose a house because how many of my friends lost the whole house because the bomb would fall on their house or you know that the, you know somebody would have get hurt so you appreciate life even more in such a horrible things what happened
1: yeah that's so true i um i really connect with that as well simply because you know, I've got 10 nieces and nephews. And when you're born in Sydney, Australia, when you're born in a country that, you know, everything's organized, the weather's nice, you feel safe, there's no war, uh, you pretty much like we're living in a place of luxury, you know, and it's so easy to take things for granted, you know, and and sometimes I think like, wow, you know what would be amazing if we could like, if you could take your kids And, or like, I know that you can watch a documentary or you can say, Hey, look, this is what happened 20 years ago. But imagine taking them to like Africa, for example, and saying, look at some, look at how some of these people live.
0: Correct. And you know what? I've done that exactly that because when we went to South America, um, and then we took the children, my ex-husband and I, we took them to Amazon. So that was an amazing experience for them to see native people. And as a typical children, as they were little, Josh would go, "Mum, they're all naked. I'm like, of course they are. That's how they live. That's their normal thing. When my daughter, she was four or five years old back then. And she goes, where's their fridge? And I said, this is the fridge. And I was pointing to the forest because they were used to it, seeing old houses with all the gadgets from dishwasher to microwave to everything else inside. They did not understand the concept. So... Then when we went to the Bali, I said to the guy, the tourist guy, and I said, can you take us to the poorest people's house that my children see, how they live? And he goes, nobody ever asks me that to show to the children or to show anyone. And I said, I want my children to experience and see it, how people, some of them are living and they don't have a floor, they don't have a house, they live in a hut or, you know, so that my children can go home and appreciate it, what they have got.
1: Absolutely I, uh, like I do with all my videos, I always jump on and I say it's another day, another blessing. And, and that's kind of just a reminder for myself as well that it's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to be in this present moment right here right now. you know um, because yeah, we, we are so consumed and busy with mm. being a mum, being a dad, going to work, organizing everything, having, having your schedule and your your routine that you do every single day, Um, And you forget to be grateful. And, and, you know, gratitude for me is such a major key for staying in a positive mindset as well. You know, how does how does gratitude, um, you know, come into play uh, with with your life?
0: Well, gratitude is a huge, huge part of my life. And I don't start the morning without being grateful. So in the morning, when you wake up, have a shower but in the morning I think about it what am I grateful for that I've woken up being a nurse and having experience what I had during the war and then going through my own personal stuff I'm grateful for it especially from my whole families in Croatia still lives there and I am grateful that I've got another day that I can hear their voices or see their Facebook post or have got a look what they're doing even though we're so far away but we're we're grateful for it My son now joined the army and he's in the army. And, you know, he will be deported. He will be working overseas. And I'm grateful for every day I have got with my son or with my daughter Mm. to be able to. And I teach them that. I said, be grateful. And you know what? Diversity in his life. What happened this year? A boy died during their training in Mm. um, what they had over there. And I said to him, you see how life can be taken away so easy. Mm -hmm. In a spare moment, what you don't expect it, mm. it happens.
1: Yeah. And and I think that's that's the other thing where we are so consumed by our daily lives that uh, you know you don't realize that uh, you know it can happen with the click of a fingers Correct. and and you can be gone. Yes. So really, it is like live every like every second and every moment of your life, you know, mm. um, the best way you can.
0: Correct. I said to my children, I said, Be in a moment, be in a present moment. And I teach this to my clients and I live by that. So what I say, what you see on my posts, I do I do them and I say what days I have got difficult and difficult and what days I've got Mm -hmm. easier. Mm -hmm. Because the life will give you that. It will give you diversity. It cannot always be all nice and well and as much as you're planning to have it, things will happen. Pear shape, they will change.
1: Is it is it about that conscious state of mind of how you react to certain things that happen. Cause like you said, it's not always going to be positive. It's mm-hmm. not always going to be happy times. Mm-hmm. There are going to be moments throughout your day that are going to be challenging, that are going to stress you out. Uh, one way that I, you know, my perception of, of reality is understanding that everything is happening for me. Mm-hmm. So even if something bad happens, I look at that and I say, it's happening to me for a reason. Correct. And that allows me to react in not a negative way. It's like, okay, damn, that guy just cut me off. Happened to me for a reason. Right? Maybe
0: slowed you down. Maybe maybe slowed you down.
1: Exactly. You know, who knows? That red light. That that light changed. I I needed it to be green, but it was red. So, you know, I'm in a rush, but maybe that happened for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, because maybe up ahead there was something coming. I don't know. Correct. But when you when you start to be living in that mindset, it just basically allows me to not react in a negative way.
0: Correct. When you go in that high awareness, high vibration, whatever words you wanted to use, that when you go on a high, when you just accept it, okay, it happened for whatever reason, it happened, but how do I deal with this? And you can only do that when you actually work on yourself and work on your scars, what you have got from the childhood. But you work on yourself and you don't think this has happened because I am not a good person. This has happened because it just happened. It does nothing to do with you. Like yesterday, I posted a video and one of um, one of the clients, he actually, a couple of them, um, sent me a text message and said that the video triggered them. And I was talking about the triggers and why does a person triggers you? But it's not that person. That triggers instead of you. They just reflected on you. To have a look inside of yourself, what do you need to work on it? You know, like what do you have to look, yeah. at? and then you look at that mirror, a mirror in front of yourself, and you actually go and you have to go like I say, naked with your thoughts, and say, why did Yelena triggered me yesterday when she was talking about work mm. and operate from open heart?
1: Yeah. Um, look, I, 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 this is like amazing um, wisdom that you have, <laughs> and I, I want to like connect more with what you do as an intuitive counselor or healer Mm -hmm. um, as well as this, this subject on triggers, because I still deal with this. I still deal with, you know, especially what I'm doing, you know, as a personality, as a public figure, as a someone who jumps on social media and who's speaking all the time. And there's always going to be people that have their own opinions and not everybody is going to say, Hey Luke, I love what you're doing. I love what you say. I think that everything that you say is right. And so there have been times where someone will write a comment or someone will write something, whether it's a direct message or a comment or, you know, whatever. Um, and it triggers me, right? Because it's not fully supportive of what I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I feel this sense of like this energy changes in my body, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and I react, and it's not only that, but I've you know I've always been very, very sensitive, you know and even like in terms of like being in a confrontation with somebody or whatever, i'm I'm, I'm more of a lover than a fighter, right? I will retract rather than go for it. Mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? And so I get triggered easily, and so I'm trying to understand. Maybe you can help me with this. Why am I like that? Why? Okay. Because, because... And the thing is, when I see certain comments or whatever that I don't agree with or maybe someone's projecting their negativity towards mm-hmm. me, again, that's none of my business. That's their... You know, that's what the, the, their perception, right? But I still get triggered. And it, it's like... It's not going to stop me because I know who I am and, and I love what I do and I'm going to keep going. But I still have to deal with that. And uh, yeah, you can... Tell me, why do I get triggered?
0: Okay. Help me. <laughs> I'm not sure if you want to have all your personal stuff on nah, the podcast. Uh, this, but, is, this is real. Um, I like this. What I see from you is from an age of seven, you experience the things where you would have said something or you didn't agree with something, especially started off what I see from the school. You straight away is like, oh no, I better stay in this line because this is a line where I get, you know, a, a praise. I get a smile from my parents i wanted to be loved i don't want to be abandoned by them so i will do what i need to do to tick all the boxes to get what i need you were too afraid to say oh no i disagree with you because you wanted to have got the boxes ticked Mm. for yourself and it started off for you from an age of seven ish what i feel that you have got so when we have got a person, when they grow up and they just want to always a boxes, they're actually putting other people first, not themselves. Mm. Where I do have to say this, you have to put yourself first because what are you mirroring? What are you, what are you vibrating? What is your boundaries where Luke doesn't have got, they're kind of um, very, um, you know, loose boundaries. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. But then how is that person going to know when, it's, when there is no, because Luke doesn't have got a no answers. He doesn't want to say, oh, no, you can't do this. He will say it once. Yeah, you can do it. But the next time, because you're too busy, you will say no. But the other person will be confused by that. Because you actually didn't give them a clear picture. Mm. Why you don't want to do it? Because you want to be accepted and love. Where I say, you know what? You need to do what you need to do. Not everyone will love you. Not everyone yeah. will going to accept mm-hmm. you. And that's there That's their issues. That's their problems. And I get the same thing as you. Like sometimes I do the video. Sometimes I say something and I get a comment or, you know, they send me messages and I look at it and I'm like, okay, I said, but it's actually them. I just triggered them. Yeah. I just triggered them and that's okay. And I do offer them, how can I help them? But you can't help everyone if they don't want to come to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand it as well as if, if I'm being triggered, then it's, hitting something that I haven't healed yet within myself.
0: Correct. Absolutely. And
1: so then when that happens, I think to myself, okay, what do I need to do as much as now that I'm very aware, now that I'm more conscious Mm -hmm. of, okay, I'm very uh, reactive in that way. And I'm like, okay, I reacted to that. Mm -hmm. How do I stop? Do I check myself? Do I go, Hey Luke, it's okay. That's not you. That's them. Mm -hmm. Like I actually verbalize it. To, to re- reinforce that, that's not my thoughts, that's somebody else projecting negativity or their opinion that doesn't kind of agree with my, you know, mindset or, or what mm-hmm. I believe in. So don't get upset. It's just an opinion.
0: Yes, you have to. You have to just say, it. it's just their opinion. So when that little boy instead of you comes in, it's a call in a boy inner girls it's inner girls when that comes in and wants to fight and wants you will change your voice you will change the way how your energy changes in your body you have to be aware of that but how you're going to get aware of it that you will actually start working on yourself so number one is the boundaries number two is self-critic you know inner voices that you can start hearing them and understanding them it's not actually you it's actually them what they have got their own problems and issues or whatever they have got on their side, and you just have to not take it personally as it's a personal attack on you.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. And, um, you know, I think about this from how I grew up and, and, you know, I think about my sensitivity, my, you know, lack of self-esteem growing up mm-hmm. or my lack of self-confidence or, you know, I said I'm more of a lover than a fighter. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, you know, uh, like... For example, you know, with my physical appearance, that was something that I really struggled with growing up because you know I can say that maybe I developed late, I reached puberty later than other guys, Mm -hmm. Um, and so my body just didn't develop. So I was really skinny, really lanky. I got called all these names. I knew self, you know, myself as as I knew that I was different. I knew that I wasn't like everybody else. I knew that I looked Mm -hmm. different. And that perception of other people on me projecting that, hey, you know, why don't you eat some more? Like you're too skinny, or you know, you shouldn't look that way. You should look like this. And and you know, being bullied by others and and not being the norm. That's something that really, really painfully, you know, stunted my uh, you know life in a sense. You know, and and I think that's a part of, you know, the pain points. That's a part of now where I'm emerging and, uh, and I'm saying yes to me and I'm making myself a priority and putting myself first and I'm accepting myself for who I am in my physical form as well. Yep. And, and now I'm seeing that I'm starting to really be free.
0: Because you're actually understanding yourself more and you're saying, I want to be free. I want to have my wings expanded and I actually want to be free. To have got an understanding from a childhood listening to you, how you talked about it, and I just kind of close my eyes for a second just to hear your frequency and the voice mm. what I hear inside of you. A-, a boy who was desperate to be accepted by everyone and just wanted to have the protection of the mother and the father mm. and you know, other family members, uncles and aunties to say, like, yep, he's fine, he's everything that. What do you need to do even for yourself now to become more, as I call it, authentic masculine man? Um, that doesn't mean that you have to go to the gym. That means that it's just accepting I'm a man. I wanted to be a man and I want to operate within being that masculine divine man, but not from the scar, not from the ego, not from being, you know, like cocky in a sense. You just want to operate within your heart. So how are you going to do that? Now it's operating, open up your heart and operate from within the heart.
1: I think that's the best way. And uh, the more that I do that, uh, the more that I really move in the direction of my alignment of who I am, you know, um, whether you say follow your soul or follow your heart, because, uh, you know, I think that or that connects with intuition Correct. as well. Um, and so talking about intuition, this is something that a lot of people, I think, block in their life that are actually not aware um, that the intuition is really powerful within yourself if you connect with it. And if you mm-hmm. start actually listening to your intuition and acting on what you feel, then your life will change. And the moment that I actually started like following my intuition, what I feel is right, making the right choices, like for example... <laughs> I had a, um, you know, since I started doing what I'm doing Mm. and I disconnected myself from a lot of people, I had a lot of WhatsApp groups Mm. and because I was so invested in myself and and doing what I'm doing, I had to start, um, leaving those groups. Right. But at the same time, there was going to be repercussions because people are going to be like, why did he leave? What's he doing? Mm. You know? And there were some people like, what the hell's wrong with him? You know, because they didn't understand that, you know, my consciousness was that I'm um, that powerful in terms of what I what I see and what I want to consume into my mind. Like I was in a stage of like decoding or reprogramming my mind, like me doing that. And because for mm-hmm. so long I've been programmed from, you know, what I've what you see, what you hear, what you read,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether it's from your parents or from the TV or from whatever, and from your friends. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to I wanted to get that control back. And, and that's, that was a way that I started to disconnect myself from everyone, everything. So that's, um, you know, something that I that was difficult for me.
0: Especially for you who likes to have God, everything is like, I don't want to upset anyone. Then like that's for you extremely hard. And that would feel like somebody's just like peeling your skin off, mm. you know, like so that for... You, that would feel really hard, but that's actually making you more powerful men and more masculine men where he says, I wanted to do this. This is my goal. This is what I wanted to do for myself. And you can't always please everyone because on the end of the day, then you are actually um, diminishing yourself from what you wanted to do. And I'm exactly the same as you. Like I've got my time with my children. I've got my time with my work and with my clients. And I've got my time when I go for my walk. I turn off the phone and it's just me and my walk and the nature, nothing else. Because you need to take time for yourself mm. and you will disconnect from some people. And some people are going to fall off your radar because they don't vibrate on the same level as you. And if you're on that path to succeed, to to, to be where you want it to be, you need to sometimes, in a sense, disconnect from them because it's just like they are pulling you down. And if they're saying to you, I want to know kind of what are you doing, how can you get better? How can I get better? That's different. Mm. But if they're actually like pulling you back because they want you to be in that square box where you were before. Mm. They don't want you to grow because they will feel alone then and being left out. Yeah,
1: it's 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 uh you know, it's so different and out of the norm that yeah, when you anytime you're in your comfort zone or anytime you've got something that you know what's going on, you're comfortable, you've been doing it for five years or whatever Uh, or 10 years, and all of a sudden, there's a change, it's like, well, what happened?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So I get it. But, um, but talking about intuition, Mm -hmm. how can you explain intuition for someone who has heard the word, but doesn't understand how powerful it actually is, and how you can use it in your life?
0: So intuition, so I say to the people, first of all, reading intuition, it comes the voice comes in, in the first two seconds, if it's more than two seconds, you're thinking about it, it's self doubt. So you don't go by first thought comes in. Yes or no. That's the one. Would you listen to it. it? Takes two seconds. Anything after that, self-doubt. So the intuition to develop the intuition to actually tune into it. You need to work a lot of inner work on yourself to actually not operate it from your scar or from your ego. You need to actually go to your heart to be able to hear the intuition what is it telling you which way to go to and sometimes intuition will be quiet and then you have to listen for the signs and i always say three signs because it's odd number so that way you can get a three signs three signs not and they will come they will really come to you so that's what intuition is inner voice of you and trust me the inner voice will know the answers what you're supposed to do in situations but you can't operate it and have it from within your scar.
1: You said self-doubt. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a bit confused with how you explain that because you said intuition. And then after two seconds, then there's self-doubt.
0: Because you're, you, you will get it. So for example, is like with my clients, I say to them, listen for the three um, signs. And do you know how many times did I say, i got five. So what should I do? So they even got a five signs. Self-doubt comes in, especially when we are actually asking ourselves, are we worthy of it? Are we worthy of getting this? Are we worthy of this? Yeah. That's where it comes up on a worthiness, which comes up again on a self-love, which comes up on my foundation of it, my safety. And especially when we are moving and growing, we'll actually grow to the new steps, to the new future, which is unknown. So if you think about it, the head is you know it's a knowledge it's it's a thinking head but the unknown is emotions but then when we actually go into self-doubt if i can explain this to you it's just emotions from your body pushes into your head and go like oh oh based on our past experience this is what happened you can't do this we need to go back into emotions put the methods of it work with them and actually explain it's a new future. And we can actually go. It's like on a road. Like when you went to America, you've never been to some places. But you actually went like, okay, Google Maps or whatever it is. We'll find a place. We'll find it. We'll drive on our intuition and we'll find a place. You need to trust it. But we can't trust it sometimes because past experience said to us, no, 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 if you do this, this is what happened. This is where self-doubt comes in and tells you, oh, this is what happens. That's the little voice yeah. on the right shoulder sitting there saying to you, no, 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 you can't do this. I said to them, grab the one from my left shoulder and listen to it. And yes, you can do it. And yes, it's unknown. So did a surgeon knew how to be a surgeon when he was 15? No, he had to study. He had to do things. He had to practice, you know, like there's a way how we had to practice to be able to know this. So you need to trust it that, you know, it takes time of practice, but most of it, people want to have everything overnight, but it's a process of it.
1: Absolutely. I, uh, I completely connect, especially with, you mentioned the past. And I think a lot of people in life are living in the past, are living in their fears rather than, you know, living with faith. Correct. And, and you know, one thing that I love to do is, uh, you know, I call upon my higher self
0: mm-hmm.
1: to ask or make a deci- decision on a specific thing that I'm trying to do. And I say, hey, what would the Luke of, you know, reaching your ultimate dream and being that person who stands up and speaks in front of thousands of people, what would he say to you at this point in time? And I did that to myself when I was going to speak in Chicago at an open mic because it was the first night and, and, you know, there was a voice telling me, "Uh, you shouldn't go, you don't need to go. It's something different. It's out of your comfort zone. Um, and, and I did that. I said, what, what would my higher self say to me at the moment? And, and, and I, I got the answer straight away. (laughs) I got the answer. He said, go, you have to go. Um,
0: I'll give you an example. What I say to the people and you were related is having 10 nieces and, um, um, nephews here. Okay. So when we have got a children, children are, you know, Undestructible, they will do anything and everything. Yep, my son, he was 18 months, and with my ex husband, he left um, a ladder against the house when he went to the roof to check the antenna. What did Joshua done? Climb upon a roof, you know, on a ladder, and he was on a roof. And there was my son in single and nappies walking around the roof looking for his daddy. He was not afraid. So, what I want to say to you is like when we want to achieve something, going in the little child when you were not being afraid of anything you put the superhero outfit on and you just go like yep I can go and do this like yep I'm not afraid of it but the past experience when we are older more more, more we are older more years we have got we have got more negativity some of us and then it's like oh part, based on this this is we can't do this and this is what I have to say to you is like, turn around to that. Use your little ch- child instead of you and just go and put the superhero outfit on and just go, yes, I can. Mm. I can do this. Yes, it's a unknown road, but I trust it and I've got the faith. Just like I had to have a faith during the war that that war will end. It's not going to last for next 50 years.
1: Yeah, I, I feel that. And, um, you know, looking at the past again, do you look at your past now with, Because a lot of people, like I said, live in the past. A lot of people are Mm -hmm. continuously, um, you know, consumed with negative experiences that are lingering within their soul that are kind Mm -hmm. of just like not setting them free. And so one thing that I um, I really, really connect with is looking at my past, looking at my life, Mm -hmm. all of my experiences... Not letting them go, actually accepting them for what they were, but looking at them with so much gratitude and so much love and letting them be there. But now knowing that I have everything that I need to create my future and to be consciously making the right decisions and not allowing the experiences of the past to, you know, govern my decisions. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? So do you look at your past with a a lot of gratitude?
0: Absolutely. You have to look at your past as a gratitude. So for example, I'll give you my example with my ex-husband. Yes, I met him in Croatia. He lived over there. We got, got engaged, came here to get married, went back over there and then still moved to Australia. So I'm grateful to him to bring me to Australia because I'm doing what I love here in Australia, connecting to Australia. I still have got a huge connection to Croatia. Obviously, it's like my country where I grew up yep. but I'm here helping other people and I'm honored that I'm here and I met a beautiful people in yep. this country and around the world now so I am grateful to him for that I'm grateful to him to have two children so a lot of people you in the same situation as me being divorced and having that you have to be grateful you can't be upset about holding the resentment and bitterness we need to work through it to actually let it go and just say, well, I'm grateful for it. It's experienced what I had and not to live in self-sabotage, not to say, um, you know, because of that, that's it. I'm not doing this ever again. You know, uh, is it because of, you know, um, I experienced the war. I will never, ever walked in hospital. I walked in hospital plenty of more times after that. And I'm honored now when. I get, you know, people ask me, say, can you come in a hospital? You know, somebody's like dying. Can you please come help them up to go through it, to understand that, that everything will be fine? Like whatever it is that they want me to come there, I will do it. I will do it. It's, it's an honor to me to do it. So my past experience, I use them as, you know what? They're the one who shaped me to who I am today.
1: I think uh, you're very, very inspiring. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's great to be able to shine a light, um, you know, as you are um and if i may um you know for the purpose of you know if somebody's listening out there um who's in their you know mid 40s mm-hmm. early 40s um you know and they're in a marriage that they know is not working Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they're trying to fix it, but it's not working and they're staying together because they're thinking it's better to stay together because the kids, you know, want to mm-hmm. have the, give the kids so they have a mum and dad and all that kind of, like, I understand this because I've had my personal experiences with family as well with this kind of situation. Um, and so I'm very passionate with, you know, empowering whether it's a male or a female to, mm-hmm. to not prolong being in a toxic relationship. Correct. And if something is not working, stop wasting your life and stop putting your children uh, and surrounding them with toxicity and negativity because they can see that they can feel that and it's just going to impact their lives even worse as they get older.
0: Correct. And what it is, is as role models, and I do talk about it all the time, we're going to create our children a scars and we're going to create them what kind of opinion about the marriage, what a wife or the husband, you know, should be and how do they behave. So. It's better to get out of it if it's not working, if we if if it can't be fixable and it doesn't want to be fixed. Then we have to actually think about the children. What are we teaching them? What kind of scars are we creating as a mother or the father to those children? And I want them to feel that they're enough. There, it, it's such a huge importance for children to see love and to actually see mother and the father being secure within themselves, to move on to have a life and to actually find a partner where they were going to be flourishing Mm. but again you can't just jump from one relationship to another and think about that that x y and z you know male or female we're going to actually fix all of their problems it will not you have to actually work on yourself and then you will attract the right vibrational man or female to be actually your complete partner because a relationship it's teamwork especially in Australia, and I'm sure it's around the world, it's so busy as it is, it's teamwork. Mm. And we need to operate within our hearts and just do the things from with our heart, where I teach the women not to be pushing, not to be demanding, to actually be in that loving, caring mother, uh, you know, the femininity, and the men to be a masculine, mm. how to be a masculine, how to be focused, how to be go-getter, how to be security, how to be that provider for the family. Mm. But not to operate within the heart because, you know, he wasn't love in previous relationships. So he's going to then, you know, basically hurt every single female after that because he was in non-loving relationship. Or, for example, is he could have non-loving mother. So, therefore, he develops a scar, the a mother wound where he's like, I'll punish all the females.
1: Yep, yep. I, I completely, I, I get you. And I think, you know, one thing that was a major impact for me was the moment that I decided, you know what, I need to love myself. I need to invest in myself. I need to live in solitude Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid to be alone. Mm -hmm. And that was something that absolutely changed my life. And so I think that a lot of people, and I believe this, it's true. A lot of people, because I had it when I was growing up, I was afraid to be alone. I had a lot of people around me in relationships Um, and I would question myself. I would say, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. You know, why can't I find the right person? Or if I, if I was with someone, I didn't want to break up with them because I was like, you know what? I don't want to break up because I don't want to be by myself. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be single. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the odd one out. And so people definitely that goes through their mind. They're married. They've been married for 10 years, all their friends and, and, you know, people around them are married, have kids. And all of a sudden they're like, well, if I get divorced or I leave, then I'm going to be the odd one out. I'm going to be that single mum, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and a lot of people delay, um, you know, taking that action when in, in hindsight, it's like, man, just like, think about yourself and put yourself as a priority because, um, you know, your life will really change when you, you start to tap into that courage and, and into that, your inner work to, to, you know, invest in yourself and, and do the right thing. Like it's the right thing. like seriously you know everyone's like trapped everyone's trapped with we have to be in a relationship we have to be married we have to have this perfect life that everyone expects you to evolve into when you you know finish school and all of that so how do you feel about that
0: absolutely agree with you like when you're in a relationship it has to be the right relationship and not that you are you know like every relationship takes work but what I want to say to you is like I say this to every single person who is a single work on yourself then once when you're ready, the growth will happen when you go in relationship. But not that you're going in relationship because you're missing. You know, you need to have someone to fill up the void. No, 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 no. no. For them to fill up the void, that's already a scar. That's, and so as soon as they do something wrong, you're going to fall into your inner child and go like, oh, no, I don't like this. Like, you're going to be upset. And that's where the difficulties will start. You have to actually work on yourself. Be content. And content within yourself. And if you're really busy now, like example me, like my, my life is crazy. Busy as with the clients, with my work, what I do, with my two children. Like, to, you know, so do I have got time for this? No. If I don't have got time, I'm actually honoring myself where I say I don't have time for that. I'm not going to be able to do it. I cannot give 100%. But to go and enter and I see this constantly, especially with, um, you know, I say children in their 20s, you know, they, you know, one couple is getting married and the other one's like, oh, we better get married. They're getting married. So there's like copycats, you know, to do the whole thing. It's like we have to go and get married. You know what? Get married when you feel like it's the right time. It doesn't matter how long does it take. Make sure it's the right move, not because everyone else is doing it. And then we can all post the pictures on Instagram and say, oh, look, our perfect life, our honeymoon in Maldives or Bali or whatever it is, you know, that we have got it. You know what? Do it from the right energy within your heart mm. and being secure within yourself, not just because everyone else is doing it.
1: Yeah, look, it's harder, especially especially for females as well. You know, in terms of the timeline of oh, I'm getting to the thirties and oh, I haven't had a child yet. Um, better hurry up, you know. <laughs> and even even a few of my last girlfriends that I had were older than me. You know, two or three years older than me. And as soon as I was with them for like two or three months, automatically my mind was like, okay, if you're gonna stay with her. Um, you know, this is how old she is. If she's 37 or 38, um, you know, by the time you get married, that's going to be at least six or 12 months or or 18 months. And then you want to have kids. So that's going to be another nine months. So she's going to, by the time you have kids, she's going to be like 40 and that's probably too old. (laughs) Like I was self analyzing myself like that much, you know, I'm putting the pressure on like quick, I need to hurry up.
0: And this is why I'm saying to you, like, again, we're going a different subject. Is where a confident masculine man, it goes like, it's going to happen. What's going to happen? I'm not going to think about it. Because when we go in our thinking mode, we're going into lower levels, just like a female. When we go on a first date, does it like me? Does it not like me? Does it like me? The men can feel that. He feels that pushing, demanding things. So don't push anything. My whole motto is live in the moment. Live in the present moment what's given to you. So, but yeah, we do, I hear you like that. That's what they were going to do, but you need to mirror that you are living in a present moment Mm. and does not worry you.
1: I know it was a lot at the same time. It was a lot of pressure from just being the youngest of three children, three sisters um, and you know, getting older, 31, 32, when am I going to get married? All that kind of stuff. And, and, and that was really, really like affecting my life for a long time. Doesn't you help know? being in a yeah. European family. No, I it? know because it's what the, the grandmas, you know, every time I see her, she's asking me, when am I getting married? My dad, you know, he's asking me all the time. So, but it's all good, man. I don't care anymore.
0: <laughs> I had the same thing when I was, um. I'm working with my ex-husband in a clinic and um, all the Europeans would go, when is she going to get married? When is she going to get married? And they would always ask him, like, listen, just back off. Just give them time, like, back off. I'm getting old. I'm going to die, you know? And I'm like, okay. I I said, well, you'll look from them, you know, like from the heaven. And, you know, and she goes, no, but I want grandkids. So it's not just getting married. It's like grandkids straight away. I know, I know. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a, and, and that's the thing. Like culture does play a big part, you know? I mean, a lot of different cultures have different expectations, but um, you know, it is—it's tough. It's hard to to kind of be in alignment with your life and where you're going when you've got so much noise around you, so much noise around you. Um, but I want to ask you about self-love, and if there's someone listening out there that doesn't understand what loving yourself is and what actually self-love is, I've never growing up did I ever understand it did I ever hear about it did I mention it love yourself yes because I made fun of a girl that was looking at herself in the mirror while she was walking down the street and I was like look at her she loves herself as a joke (laughs) but never realizing the importance of it and um you know how important Yelena is it to love yourself
0: oh it's absolutely important and you, you have to love yourself in order if you're not loving yourself how are you gonna love another person If you're having a partner, if you're having a children, how are you going to do that? How are you going to say to them, I love you, when your vibration is not showing? Even if you don't say with the words, we'll show with our heart, you know, to them. So importance of loving yourself is huge. And love, -love, self-love, self-respect. What I call it is honoring yourself. You need to do things for yourself. What you wanted to do. For example, is my river walks. I'm doing my river walk around the block. And I put my phone down and I said to, you know, my daughter, because my son is in the army, I said, "Mummy's going for a walk. Mummy's going to do this. And she's okay. Like, yep, if she has got everything in her home, the food, she's, you know, nearly 15 now. So, yeah, I can go and do that. So that's my honoring myself, my self-love for myself to do what I needed to do. And it's not actually like, you know, taking time away from her. She's doing the homework. She's fine. She's looked after. She's safe at home. I can actually go and do this. So self-love is... For you to get up in the morning and to actually say to yourself, quite often I say to the clients, I say post a note on a mirror and he has to say, I love you. Do you know how many people do I have got in my um, practice and saying that's the hardest thing ever to say to myself, I love you. And they're crying while they're saying, and I said three times in the morning, I want you to say, I love myself. Your eyes, your lips, your body, whatever it is, you love it because you know what? It's yours. It's yours and you need to love it and hug it because how anyone else will going to love it if you don't love it.
1: It's true. It's so true. And, um, you know, the whole craziness of actually realizing when I went through this experience of looking at myself in the mirror and talking to myself, how uncomfortable it was when I first stood there and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I started to talk to myself. And I couldn't, I think about it now and I'm like, wow, you know what? It's crazy because we are living in these bodies. Like we, we are present, we are here, but yet we are so scared to actually, and so uncomfortable, embarrassed even, to go and actually have a, have a conversation with ourselves. Like it's a, don't do that, you're crazy. Why would you do that? And yeah, i made it a part of my daily routine to, to talk to myself in the mirror.
0: Yes, absolutely. You have to talk to yourself. And you know what, that's where you can have a, you know, I don't want to say best conversation sometimes, but you know, if you have got an issue with someone, I say to the people, put a picture of them in a mirror and talk to them, practice in a mirror. Seeing that person who you're having a difficulty having conversation or expressing yourself. And I said to them, talk to them in a mirror, practice, practice, practice. And then it's like an actor, you know, they have to practice their script. You're practicing your script in the mirror, looking at that person or visioning that person that is there in front of you. And you're actually practicing scream yell cry i mean sometimes you will cry because you know you, you can't say things the voice will shake but you will practice and with two three four five times you'll actually get it better you will get it better practice makes it perfect
1: so what you know that's a great point and and I, I completely um you know understand the whole repetition of it because the more you do it the more you'll your mind will connect and obviously when you see that person then um you know it'll it'll uh, come out you know more effectively, the communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at yourself in the mirror, yeah, that's one way of connecting with yourself, um, going for a walk, uh, doing your exercises. What are other ways to connect with yourself or to love yourself? If someone's wondering, how do I how do I love myself? What do I do? I'm in a relationship, for example. I've been with this girl for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just heard about loving myself. I don't understand how to love myself. How do I do it?
0: okay so first of all is like we said for the walks being grateful for yourself look at yourself in a the mirror then the third thing is food what are we eating how we are honoring ourselves and i'm big on not having preservatives not having colors in your food because they're chemicals so i want to have the simplest possible food protein veg whatever that is but no weird dressings from the shops make it yourself no colors no preserv- pre- preservatives no sugar all of those things are actually chemicals which are going in your body and playing with your chemicals inside of your body and if you're feeling down and there are particular colors which you can have a look there is apps for it and then you you look on the apps and you actually have a look and it's like chronic fatigue you're already tired you're not loving yourself you're having these chemicals in your body putting inside which are doing or causing chronic fatigue or enhancing the chronic fatigue why do you have got this so there is a compound of everything What we have to look at it. From the food, from the mental state and exercise. You need to, if you can't, like for example, I had a surgery two, two months ago. I started doing my walking now. Like, yes, I can't do the full on exercise. But you know what? At least the walking. So if you can walk around today for one kilometer, it's one kilometer more than you did yesterday. Exercise is something which actually makes you feel good. I'm not saying that you have to go to the gym, but at least Go for a walk. That's what self love is. If you need to go and have a nap, go and have a nap. If you if you can't, at least close your eyes on a couch. That's self love. There are many ways how we show ourselves a self love.
1: Yeah, like sometimes I um you know I know I have to go to the gym or I want to go to the gym, but really I'm tired, mm-hmm. and I, I also I get to the point where I'm actually feeling guilty for going to sleep,
0: mm-hmm. but I know I'm
1: tired. You so, know.
0: The point is, sometimes when we feel like it, for example, I do meditations or I go for my walk and sometimes I go like, oh my goodness, I had a really long day. I really don't feel like for it. The, the moment when that voice comes in, you don't feel like for it. It's the moment where you have to say, I am going to do it. Yeah. That little voice has to yeah, kick yeah, you in your yeah. bum and say to you, say, no, you'll actually get up and you will actually do it. And you will feel so much better. Yeah. You really will. I promise to you, you will feel so much better. Just like the little voice is like you're on a you know lifestyle change and you're having the burger. how is that gonna make you feel? No, change it to the salad and something else. What's gonna be more healthier?
1: I think it's pretty crazy and pretty amazing to think about it in that sense where you keep saying that little voice. Like yeah. there is there is a voice. There's a there is in your mind, like I mean, even when I'm driving, I, I my mind is thinking like and I'm speaking to myself in my mind. And sometimes I come up with these ideas or or something that I want to, you know, put on a picture as a quote or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's really awesome. But because I'm driving, I can't do it. And then 30 minutes later, I forget about it.
0: Yeah, you have to have like me in a car. I've got my phone and I've got actually a dictaphone on my phone and he actually records it because I'm Gemini. So like Gemini's are really talkative and they talk to themselves a lot. (laughs) Um, So but yeah, that little voice will come up and will say something and then it's like, yep, we need to record it. Hmm. We need to work with it.
1: It's amazing. It's interesting too, um, Yelena. Your you've got a dream that uh, your ultimate dream is to be on the stage, correct? And uh, you know, I really vibe with that. I think that's really amazing, and it's very inspiring to me. Especially, you know, being a role model as you are. You know, um, you know, at your age, you're in your mid forties. Um, you know, you've been through all this adversity. Uh, you know, divorce. You're you're a mother. Um, you've got your own practice, you've got your own business, you're helping people, you know, live better lives and connect them with, you know, their self. Um, And, you know, and now you're even pushing yourself with having a big dream, like, you Mm -hmm. know, getting up and being on stage uh, and inspiring people and and helping more people, not just one by one on one, you actually want to get up on stage and have a group of people of, you know, 100 or 1000 or whatever, and actually, you know, inspiring people on a larger scale. And and that's really amazing. So um, it's inspiring in that sense where there are people out there who may be in their mid 40s, for example, who have already given up, Mm -hmm. you know, who have already, you know, they're in their jobs that they've been doing for the last 10 years or whatever. And they kind of think that, you know what, Um, I've had my kids, I'm married, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, there's not much else out there for me. That's pretty much it.
0: Correct. Um, I understand it. So I'll I'll mention this. So for me, in my practice, I work from seeing babies. To, and that's purely a healing part. And then I see it from all the way to 60s, 70s years old people. And I'm on it if they come and see me, especially in their 60s and 70s, and say to me, I need help. I'm absolutely not sure what to do. Or in some cases, they develop a disease in their body to actually you know, justify their inner scarring, what they have got, for example, is when they get a particular, you know, problems with, with, their, um, with their health and it shows up as, for example, is in a memory part of the brain, we have got, you know, different parts of the brain and if they develop a tumor, which is actually regulating the memory part, which actually when you look at it deep down, her mother was saying to her that she's always not a smart a woman and she develops to have got a brain tumor then it's something what you have to ask yourself is that because all her life she's been hearing this and she's still doing that. Her own mother is still doing this to this particular person. Mm. That's where I honor and I'm like absolutely you know happy to actually help that person to say to her you're smart we can work through this and this actually woman now stands up and she can actually say and a particular thing happened recently is like where she was in a position almost to have to be looked after her mother and she said i'm not going to do it because her mother still puts her down mm. and she actually stood up for herself and said no i'm not going to do it mm-hmm
1: yeah, it's, um, it's pretty tough when you, especially when you've got a big family or you're close with a lot of people, especially parents, mm-hmm. you know, and especially parents who may have, you know, migrated or have, you know, come from such a big, you know, um, history um, of, you know, the life back in the, say, 50s or 60s or even 70s growing up, it was com- it's completely different to what it is now. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a lot of people, especially the, you know, the older, older um, you know people older parents uh living in the old mindset with the old beliefs mm-hmm. and with not with the with the mindset of anything is possible do what you love I believe in you
0: no <laughs> none of us didn't grow up like that yeah I, you I know like I like wish
1: like I the, the thing that I love to do is I love to to like connect with my nephews and nieces and mm. and to tell them that they can do absolutely anything they put their mind to and that i believe in them and mm-hmm. and i never heard those kind of words when i was growing up
0: correct yeah. and it's you know and oh we have got now a generation where for example is um when um one little boy turned around and said um to his father when are you gonna buy something for me it was actually a car even he's a young boy Uh, What the thing is, like teaching children to actually have the desire inside of them to actually say, yes, you can go and do it. Don't expect anything. Just go for it. Just go and do it. That's the thing where I would love to... You know teach i talk about it and i actually love how much you know i change people's lives in my practice when they're actually having emotional eating and they actually don't emotionally eat anymore and they're understanding why is that emotional eating coming in or they had particular diseases and it's actually they improve that and it's yes to do with the food yes it's to do with the mental state so how are going to change that into people um, it's something what the medical world is actually now having more and more understanding of it that there is actually emotions are playing up a huge amount on a person's mental state to actually make them sick because what does the word disease stands for ease of something? Mm. What are we looking at as a ease of? Mm. So if we don't have a self-love, are we developing a diabetes which is altered with sugar, which is again love and a comfort food?
1: Yeah. so people are not loving themselves enough. And they're just like, oh, who cares? Let's just go eat McDonald's or KFC or takeaway food. And and the easy option because, you know, it tastes so good with all the preservatives and sugar and and all that kind of stuff.
0: But the food doesn't talk to you. The Mm. food is silent. Mm. But it makes you feel good. But it makes you feel heavy. So when you want to be heavy, that means you are not grounded. So you're going to make yourself grounded through the food instead of... what. Take your shoes off, go and walk barefoot outside for five minutes. For five minutes is enough to actually connect to the soil, to connect to the Mother Earth and say, you know what? I don't need that particular food. I will rather grab a cucumber, strawberries, mac a salad and actually mm. take a time for yourself because you matter.
1: I know, you yeah, yeah. matter.
0: So if you don't do it for yourself, how are you going to you know expect of a partner to do it when you don't do it for yourself? What are we mirroring? If we have a children, what are we mirroring to the children?
1: Yes. You know, it's like your your life is a mirror and if you come from a place of love and you have love within, that means that your external world will be love.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll be
1: projecting love. Correct. Right. And that's the same thing as like, you know, having a positive mindset and keeping, you know, myself continuously very conscious of what I listen to, who I speak to, mm-hmm. what I read, what I watch, because I wanted to be in control of keeping myself in a constant positive state and then look what happened by me doing that all of my my whole life started to transform my whole stuff my whole life started to change i started to be more positive feel more positive and my external world became positive mhm and i think it's the same thing with with self love with loving yourself you know correct. it's from within and then you're projecting that outwards and then you attract what you are
0: uh, absolutely correct i will give you an example of my son when he was in the- 11 or 12 he said to me he wants to be in the army of course for me my heart sank straight away as soon as he said he wants to be in the army but I had to push that aside and say to myself, he wants to be in the army. And I said to him, son, if you want to be in the army, how does a soldier or how does army person behave look like? What did I do? Walk straight, like be proud of yourself. Mm. You know, have that stride of being army person. Put that in your head. Put a picture of the army soldier in front of yourself. And he did. He started changing the way he was sitting at a table, the way how he does things. Even now, when he comes home for the weekend, you can see he's in the army. Because he actually embraces it. So I want to say this to you. It's like whatever you wanted to achieve, you want that car? Put the picture on a vision board of the car and put the goals towards how you're going to get that. You want to be that confident person? Put the goals, put the steps there. Don't think about it. It's going to be one session, one therapy, one book. It's going to be many of them. Many of the books or many of the podcasts. What you're going to have to get. And every day it's going to be work on you how to get there. How to get, because it's not like you and I didn't have this, like somebody gave us a book when we were five years old. No, my parents didn't talk about anything of this. They didn't even understand. Even now, like my dad is nearly 80. He doesn't understand the whole thing about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's I know. Like, I mean, it was a different time. And and like my dad was a taxi driver. He was working nearly seven days a week. He was never home. When he would be leaving to work, I'd be coming home from school. Mm -hmm. So my relationship with my father wasn't very, uh, you know, connective. Uh, at times, and my mum was very busy too because there's four kids, and you know she has her own schedule, and she was doing her own things and preparing food and this and mm-hmm. that, and so you know it was a little bit difficult, um, you know, in those times. But now, uh, you know, I think it's more available, and technology has changed things as well, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, definitely, I see myself uh, as, you know, yeah, I'm the uncle. I've got ten nieces and nephews. Yeah, I'm turning 35 in next week. <laughs> I'm not worried about getting married, but I think I'm just so blessed to be able to be doing what I'm doing and having an amazing amazing, beautiful impact on these children mm-hmm. you know um because they're really like my children, you know even though I haven't had kids, you know so everything happens for a reason
0: It's a practice around for you,
1: yeah, but um you you, you know you, like I said, your dream is to speak on stage um mm-hmm. Public speaking for me was and still is a bit of a fear. The more that I'm stepping into my greatness and stepping into my true purpose and my alignment of who I am and, and, you know, following my soul, connecting with my intuition and and loving myself and all that kind of stuff, um, I'm starting to be less afraid and Mm -hmm. I'm starting to make fear my friend. Yes. You know, I'm not afraid of it. Like I know it's there and it's Okay. Mm-hmm. it's fine
0: <laughs> yeah. you know how do
1: you feel about public speaking and, and the you know the whole thing of you know actually having to get up in front of people having to deliver something and and connect with people
0: Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example of it like um, seven years ago when I started I never danced in my life before like when I was a little girl so and I started with my daughter to do dancing and I was actually performing on a stage once a year to do a concert with all the other mums in a group hip-hop jazz that was huge. To go on a stage, see the lights, have makeup and go on to it and all these parents are looking at you. And first thing, what was going through my mind, what am I doing? Am I normal in my late 30s? Like, what am I doing? And I'm like, I'm doing this for myself and I can do this. So to go on a stage and to actually have got this, yes, part of the counseling part, but part of the healing and changing people and actually can feel my energy and you know, put her hands above them physically. I don't ever touch a person, but how they react, how the kids are going and they giggle and they go like, oh my God, I can feel this. That's the thing what I wanted to give to the people to actually move them to a better place, to not self-sabotage all their life, not to say, you know, I can't have got a loving relationship because I didn't learn this from a childhood. You can change this. You can change this and to actually make a ripple or domino effect on on a, on a bigger schemes and actually learn about it how to actually change and how to change that water effect inside of you because we are seventy percent water. If our water inside of us is negatively charged, we'll be negative. Mm. We need to change the water running inside of you to the positive change. And it's not just a matter of putting two plugs in an in electricity point and change it. You need to learn how to do it and how to hold that water positive on everyday basis that you can't that you don't have to just plug it in but the best plug is nature really nature
1: that's a place that i haven't connected with yet
0: by the time you connect to the nature a lot more things will kind of come to you because the mind is settled in a nature the mind is calm and you can just Hear those birds. You can hear those little lizards. And, you know, I'm born and raised overseas. So if I see snakes and lizards, I do scream. And, you know, <laughs> you're going to hear me. Like probably in Camden, everyone yeah, yeah, hears yeah. me. But you know what? I'm getting friendly with them. I'm like, okay, they're there. They're part of the nature. I have to just get used to it. But you know what? You just going into the nature, sitting on a rock, or, you know, on a grass and just enjoying the moment present where we are and appreciating that sky and everything else and just like let your mind empty and just let the thoughts go and let them flow.
1: Yeah, because there's so much um, clutter going Shatter, on yeah. in everybody's minds all the time, and it's like, how do you shut that off?
0: Because we are competing. When, especially, I would say for Sydney or for bigger cities, performance, performance. I have to perform. I have to perform. There is some kind of a perform report mm. where somebody's going to judge me. You know what? Some days I look tired. Like I remember one comment. Um, somebody. Um, made a comment on my video. You look really tired today. And I basically said, I'm a human being. I'm a mother. Like, of course, I some days look tired. But, you know, it is what it is. You just accept it. And that performance is where it stucks on me, like where people are expecting. You always have to look good. You always have to look fresh. You know what? You're a human being. You have every right to be some days tired.
1: Of course. What's wrong with being tired, though? I mean, if you're tired for the right reason, because you're working a lot and you're looking after your kids and you're yep. providing and you're bringing in the money and you're doing what you're doing and and, and you're living life, well, of course you're going to get tired.
0: <laughs> but it was a funny comment where I go, I, I can look really tired on this yeah, video. I'm but, like, I'm like, um, okay.
1: You know, like even my niece <laughs> says to me sometimes, she's like, "Voyek." You look really tired, and I'm like, "Well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to go to sleep?" Like, <laughs> honestly, I, don't, I, I I try to understand from her point of view. Now I'm like, "Why is she saying that to me?
0: Mm.
1: Like, what, what, what do you want me to do with that? What's she trying to tell me?"
0: You should have asked her. What know. are you trying to say yeah, to me, my darling? That know. Um, I, you I know, I have to
1: ask her because she says it all the time. You <laughs> look tired. I'm like maybe it's a positive thing because I work. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah. And you know. that's
0: why maybe she has to learn that there are days when somebody will be tired. And that's normal. That's normal. Everybody expects their life will just going to go uphill and we'll be all fine. But I will say to you, you don't learn when everything's fine. You're learning diversity. You learn the most when you're in relationship too. Mm. So we, we don't learn when everything is fine. When we're single, you know, quite often I, I hear this. Um, when I'm single, everything was fine. When I have a partner, that's it. Like they ruined me. Really? you maybe are too used to it on your own ways. And Mm. that's why when somebody else says, it's like, oh, what do I do with this now? What the opinion is about me? Straight away, it's that scar coming in. Performance, I have to look the best. You don't have to. Some days you will not. And some Mm. days you're going to drive to school and you'll be literally in your pajamas to dropping off your kids because it was one of those mornings where you just woke up late and that's okay. And it's human.
1: I know it is really that self-judgment, self-expectation you know, of what and and how you are and, mm-hmm. and what how you accept yourself. And, you know, I, I have to say that, like, recently, as I'll say it again, as I step into my greatness, I learn to accept myself and love myself for the way that I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to be, you know, kind of very... Particular with what I wear. I used to wear a watch on my left wrist all the time because I looked at my arm and I was always like, oh, it's really skinny, but if I put a watch on, it's going to camouflage it. So it makes it <laughs> look bigger. <laughs> yeah. And like now, I, I, again, yep. as I step into my greatness and owning me, my authenticity, and, and accepting me for who I am, I really don't give a shit about what anyone thinks about me and if I'm wearing a watch or not
0: hmm. or
1: anything. Like,
0: is exactly right. Judge and listen, away, people. And that's it. I, I said we have to do the detox of a judgment. You have to do the detox. And first of all is if you are judging others, think about that. That will judge you. So what are we mirroring? Mm. And don't judge because you don't know what their story is. Maybe that person who you saw tired today is, you know, had a, a sick child in a night time. Maybe, you know, her mother passed away and she looks tired. And maybe I don't want to say that you, you know, hug a stranger, but like, literally she needs a hug. Mm. She needs a room. Like, you know, so you need to actually think of it as like, don't judge others because they'll judge you.
1: Yeah. And that was one of the posts that I um posted on Facebook the other day. It was, uh, those who judge do not understand, but those who understand don't judge.
0: Correct. Because you're in that awareness of it and you understand that whatever that person done, they're done for whatever th- those reasons. I-, I can give you an example. When I was going through divorce and I went on a roundabout. And, you know, you have to stop, wait for the cars to go. I did not saw this car. I just went in a roundabout. I nearly had a car accident. I didn't even see that car. The guy looked at me at the traffic lights and I said to him, I'm really sorry. He goes to me and he said to me, are you okay? And I was like going, I can't believe it. First of all, I'm blonde. So you would think he would have abused me yeah, at yeah. the lights and got like, stupid woman. He actually asked me if I'm okay. And I said to him, I'm going through divorce. I'm really sorry. My head was not at the right place. Mm. I just did not see the car, you know. And he actually asked me if I'm okay. I will never forget the, the, the person's face. And that was the most beautiful thing where he was worried if I'm okay. He didn't judge me and say, you stupid woman, you know, you're driving.
1: Yeah. Well, look, I'm on the road a lot and, um, and I've learned to, to not react to people who bip their horn, uh, people who get angry, who maybe they, um, you know, cut me off or something like that. I, I just, there's for me to be angry because somebody else is in a rush or because somebody else cut me off or whatever. Yeah. I just, it's, it, I, I love to protect my peace.
0: Correct. your peace has to be so valuable to you Yeah. and you have to just say they've done what they've done for whatever the, those reasons are it's just like it's nothing to do with me and I'm not going to hold on to that energy of negativity that mm. it's something against me no it's nothing against Mm-mm.
1: me
0: they've done what they've done because they may be just that's all what I know mm. and if I can teach them or show them that's fine but if they don't come up and ask me for help again you can't push it on them they have to Take it when they're ready for it too.
1: Absolutely, it's um, it's just being more, more aware of your reactive energy and and uh, and keeping yourself in a positive state and uh, and you know protecting your peace. Uh, you know, definitely for me, I I connect with that because if you are in a peaceful state, if you're in a state of bliss, if you're in a state of abundance of joy, mm-hmm. continuously in your life then you're also going to protect yourself from getting sick. I truly believe that the more uh, negative you are, the more stress you have within you for a longer amount of time, eventually your body's going to say, hey, I'm not feeling well because for the last 10 years you've stressed me out, I've been stressed.
0: Correct, you'll be abusing yourself and that's why when people come and see me and I said to them, do you have got a pain? particular parts of the body because mm. i see it i can't explain it any other way but i see the matrix inside of the people mm. and i said to them do you have got a pain in a you know left hand side or right hand side things like that and then quite often you'll see adrenal glands overworked and really bad which is about the kidneys which is all to do with stress all to do with like sh- sometimes mostly females that go through it when there's like stress panic stress panic stress panic because the children because of the life they're trying to perform and sit on too many chairs in the same time like being a mother being a businesswoman being everything at the same time so you have to be quite aware of it that your mind will create that's what i said the disease is absence of ease you will create the disease Mm. because you wanted to find a justification and sometimes you get a people where they'll self-sabotage themselves in a sense and they will create a disease instead of them so um how can i give you an example like liver sits for the anger lots of anger lots of issues they'll be on the liver which is underneath on the right hand side underneath the rib cage and there'll be lots of pain in there so for example is with emotion sitting you in your testines. when i see people coming to see me and i i will ask them i said um you know do you suffer from constipations constipation means not letting go mm. you're holding on to something mm. you're not letting it go yep. diarrhea is I'm letting go too fast because I don't believe that good things can happen to me. So they develop a diarrhea, mm. you know, because it's all about the performance. And oh, well. I, you know, so like looking at it, so our emotions are affecting our body deeper than what we think.
1: I, I, I don't know. I actually, I've seen uh, a graph or I've watched some sort of um, video. I think it was on YouTube about the second brain mm-hmm. or the first brain.
0: To me, it's, it's the first one. Yeah,
1: it's the first one. Your your emotions, your gut, everything there is is first, and then your mind mm-hmm. and your brain is number two. Um, but um, but Yelena, it's so amazing, and and I feel very empowered, and, and uh, I, re- I really feel like I'm in a space of um, happiness and safety with you sitting here.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And
1: and I really appreciate your time, and it's so great to be able to share this space with you, um, you know, to provide value, to provide insight, to provide, uh, you know, your wisdom, your experience and your story, um, you know, so that somebody who is out there who's listening will, you know, definitely, um, hopefully be inspired by, you know, your own story. Um, and I really am grateful for you coming and, and doing this interview.
0: Thank you, Luke, for having me here again. And um, it's pleasure to connect even after five months again. And But we are always connected um, via the social media. Absolutely. And I absolutely love putting my uh, work out there and helping people and seeing them achieving, especially when it comes to the children, to raise these confident children and different nation that they just like have the desire to grow.
1: Mm. So uh, for anyone out there who um, would like to get in contact with Yelena, um, where can people find you?
0: Um, so it's www.healinglight and it's light with l i t e dot Um, they can do it on a Facebook. They can do it on a Instagram, YouTube. You type in Yelena Me, it will come up.
1: Awesome, awesome. That's so great. Um, so I finished off last time with uh, you know what you seek is seeking you, and uh, and I truly believe that you know if you keep following your passion, you keep chasing your dreams. Uh, you know, your dreams will, you know, start coming closer to you. And it's so amazing. And uh, having someone who uh, is very intuitive and and very connected with uh, understanding people's pains is really inspiring. And I appreciate your time, Yelena. Thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you, Luke, for having me here today.
1: Um, So that is the end of episode number four, Hustle and Motivate. Actually, you know what? It's not the end. I'm going to ask you one more question, Yana. You know, while while you're still it's here. <laughs> it's never the end. But, you know what? Uh one thing that I love to ask is uh, you know, given that this podcast is called Hustle and Motivate, what does hustling and motivating mean to you?
0: Um, for me, it means that you actually don't give up. You keep going. If one door closes, you don't give up. There's another door. Keep going. Keep going. You know one door closes doesn't mean no it means it's putting you on a better road something better coming up so a motivation just get motivated just listen
1: love it i love it it's, it's a great explanation i completely agree um if you're uh listening to this i don't know where you're listening to this actually but um if this inspires you uh share it with your friends you may inspire someone else you may save someone's life Um, and, uh, let me know what you think. Leave some comments below. Um, there, I'm all over (laughs) every single platform, actually. YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, um, Stitcher, Deezer, uh, Radio Public, TuneIn, and, and the list goes on. So, uh, let me know what you think. Leave some comments and, uh, subscribe and, um, and I look forward to talking to you very, very soon. This is, uh, Luke Mindpower signing out and take care. Much love. Peace.